0: Fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild with me, your host, Paladino Joey? Brave the Wild's available on the thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Boy, it is awesome to be back here talking about Brave the Wild, once again talking about the Minnesota Wild, the first place Minnesota Wild. Yeah, I said their name three times there. Um sorry. Well I guess I guess there's a reason for that because three straight shutouts for Devin Dubnik. I mean, Jiminy Christmas! this guy is, uh, he's back. He's Devin Dubnik again. He's the guy we uh, came to know and love a couple years ago, and it's a wonderful thing. You can't count on this to happen constantly throughout the season, but, boy, uh, we'll take what we can get, and we're getting some very, very, very good goaltending right now, without a doubt. So let's try not to get too off track and jump right into the Thursday game against the Buffalo Sabres, October 27th, and then Saturday, October 29th. We'll be reviewing only two games today and wrap up the month of October as I head into lawn cleanups pretty soon here. (laughs) This will probably be the last show before cleanup season. We'll see, though, and then hopefully again, like, I'll I'll sneak some shows in during that time, so it won't be too bad but it won't be as regular, I guess we'll say. It, it, it only lasts till about Thanksgiving, so it's not like Rave the Wild is going to go on a big old hiatus, and it better not. <laughs> the longest possible will be three weeks, but I truly doubt it's going to be that bad. Buffalo, all right. What a nice little game. 4 nothing Minnesota in Buffalo. Remember last year when it's like, well, the wild have to beat Buffalo. This will end the, the losing streak for Mike Yo, and then that didn't end it. It's like you knew, here we go. This is this might finally be the real one this time. Or every year it was a little bit worse. The little Swan dive during the midseason. Um, this is it. I mean, this is just classic. And Buffalo's getting a little bit better. I mean, they're not that good. They came into the game only have won, only having won one game so far. Um, Unfortunately for Timo Polkanen, this would be his last game with the Wild right now uh, at the NHL level. We'll talk about that. Well, I'll, I'll mention it right now. Um, after the Buffalo game on Friday, the Wild uh, put Polkanen on waivers, hoping to get him down because that's how his contract status is in the NHL, being he's kind of a semi-veteran already. Uh, he's, he's Coyle's age, Charlie Coyle's age. Um, so down to Iowa, he went. He wasn't claimed. So Detroit didn't claim him back. <laughs> and then the Wild ended up calling up Christoph birsky, I, I hope I'm saying it right. Yeah, I mean, I've been talking about him on and off for quite a while, a six-round pick years ago. We'll talk about him again in the next uh, game. I don't know, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. And uh, Tyler Graevach, surprising. I'll uh, we'll get to that again later. I'm getting way ahead of myself. So the one guy that I don't think is going to get sent down anymore, I, and it's like you could put him down in Iowa. You don't have to send him back to Europe or let, let him go back to Europe type of thing for uh, to. Avoid the whole losing, like the uh, losing one of the years on the contract. You know what? I think Ericssonak Yule Yule Ericssonak, because I'm saying it correctly now. I knew it before the last show, which is only not that long ago. I knew it, and I said Joel anyway, because you just see Joel. No, it's Yule Eriksson. It's spelled Joel, and it's the same name, but let's say it the way they say it, I suppose. Just like I might as well say Gronland, but yeah, we'll, we'll nail the Yule right now. Because first names, I guess, are one of those things where you kind of have to say it right. You just kind of have to. <laughs> uh, second goal of the year, and this one was a real one. Um, his first goal, remember, was, yeah, it was a real goal and everything, but it was more of a grinded out, kind of just attacking the net, crashing the net, and putting the puck past the goalie like, sure That still counts. That's a goal. But this this is the kind of stuff you saw when you saw Yule Eriksson as a legitimate first-round prospect. And that's why the Edmonton Oilers liked him. I mean, it was just a nifty little shot. Uh, Skandela and Prosser quitting the puck forward, but Yule Eriksson pretty much doing everything after that. Just a beautiful release um, right past the... Uh, Nielsen, the uh, Buffalo goalie. A- Anders Nielsen, who could have been better, I suppose. The Wild only got 21 shots on that. This is, again, another trend you're going to notice as well. Devin Dubnik peppered all night. 38 shots on goal from the um, Buffalo Sabres, and Dubnik stopped everything that came his way. Whether it was a good shot, a bad shot, a, uh, whatever it was, Just he just got the job done. Spectacular performance by Devin Dubnik. But again, a wonderful little wrister from uh, Ewell Eriksson-Eck. Uh, Stewart and... Suter setting up Zucker. Uh, Suter is leading the team in scoring. He's got 10 points already through seven games. It's just been great. Or is it eight games? Pardon me. Just wonderful uh, overall job by Suter. You're not seeing the gaffs now. <laughs> after the after the Nash- uh, Nashville. After the New Jersey game. Um, he's been... Outstanding. Uh, Stewart continuing to put points on the board on occasion, adding assists. He is putting in some nice passes. Zucker, though, getting a second goal of the season, and this was a beauty as well, late in the third period to put the Wild up 2-0. Second period was just classic grind it out, pretty much Devin Dubnik having to do what he does, and Anders stopping what he needed to, but uh, only four shots on goal. The Wild would only muster nine more shots on goal the rest of the way after a 13-shot first period. Buffalo my God, thirty shots on goal the next two periods, nineteen in the second, eleven in the third, and Dubnik just you know made it look easy. He, he 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 just makes it look easy. He made Buffalo look like they got nothing over there, and they have some talent. My goodness, I mean, they, you know, you got O'Reilly, you got other guys over there. Uh, you know, Kyle Oppoza for crying out loud. Sam Reinhardt's a decent player. Gianta, I mean, Tyler Ennis as well. Obviously, a big prospect there. Not off to the best start that he would like, but it's, it'll come around Hudson Fashing too. You know, Hudson Fashing out there getting some shots on goals, so getting being physical as well. Solid player, nice future in the league, but it didn't matter so much in this particular night. Studer ultimately with a goal and an assist. And his goal was pretty nice, putting the Wild up 3 nothing. That was a pretty nice goal without a doubt from Parisi and Folan. Now Parisi got injured in this game, and that'll be his last point for a while. They're calling him weak too weak. That's not good. I mean, again? Really? Again? Come on. Week to week. See, it's one thing you say day to day, but week to week. I mean, oh boy. Mmm. That's... Come on. Mike. can't Parisi stay healthy? And I know he's physical, and he, you know, he's grinded out, this and that, but my God, the guy just... He, it seems like he can't stay healthy for a consistent period of time. It's unfortunate. Already. And, and he, you know... He he started. He'd been producing. He was kind of quiet the first couple of games, but then here you go. He starts adding the points, and it's like, oh man, mm, that's frustrating. I, I got to tell you, uh, Koivu would add an empty netter later on. Stall and coil adding assists there in that top. Well, kind of a top line. You know, you get the idea. Another shuffle job, but you know, but that's fine. Whatever this guy does, this Boudreau does, it's working and it's gold. And you know, and I got to watch those words because I once said that about someone else, but he's moving the lines to players that are playing. They're showing up to play. That's what it is. And certain lines are staying what they are, but sometimes he'll throw in and he'll throw a guy up to a different line who is playing better than maybe some of the other players. This type of thing like he doesn't want to ignore this guy when the other two player when the other two skaters on his line aren't doing so hot. And that's one of the reasons why the Wild are a first place club right now. And that's why this guy's got eight division championships in his career. I mean, the Minnesota Wild are playing like a division champion right now, and it, it's awesome. You hope it continues. You you really do. Um, <laughs> you can't expect great runs to always last and sustain. I mean, the whole shutout thing, this is insanity. I mean, uh, 180 minutes straight for a for a Dubnik. It's actually higher than that because he had some shutout minutes in the... Well, actually, no, he didn't. It went to overtime. My bad. That's actually why. So... Yeah, that's a rare case where it went to overtime. So it literally is 180 straight minutes for Devin Dubnyk, a career high franchise record. Insane. Um, and this was his second shutout in a row. So uh, you see beautiful things happening here. And Buffalo dominated on the faceoff. That's crazy when you think about that. 60, 64% versus 36 I mean, that's off the charts. Just schooled the Wild on the faceoff. They haven't been so hot there. But it's like... I don't know. I mean, the Wild defenders, not they, they they tie they tie the other team up. The other team's forwards up. They're physical. They're blocking shots. Koivo will block shots. This guy here and there. The Wild weren't spectacular in that category. Buffalo played much more physical than the Wild the whole game, but the Wild's skill level significantly higher throughout the way. Uh, players that were on their game throughout the night are the ones that were skating out there when it mattered, and that's why Boudreaux and the Wild, again, uh were able to put together a 4 nothing victory. And, of course, Dubnik was what he was. Just spectacular. Again, and sent down after this one. Zach is going to be hanging around for a while, especially with Parisi being out. It's stuff like that. Now you have Parisi out. So now, not only you call up uh, Tyler Graevach, you also call up Bersky, But then again, maybe Graevach was the one replacing... Parisi in a way. It's just kind of a shuffle situation. Erickson Eck was moved all the way up to the top line. He played wing last night, though. He played center at times on the third line with the against the Dallas Stars. Kind of all over the place. Now, of course, this is October 29th, the Dallas Stars and the Wild. The Stars were not the same team that they were last year. Um, that's safe to say, but at the same time, the Wild kicked their butts, and, and it's fantastic. Or did they really? You know? <laughs> they kicked their butts on the scoreboard I shouldn't say the wild kicked their butts because the stars got a lot of shots on goal throughout the game the wild only mustered one shot on goal in the entire second period they were stuck at seven shots for like eternity I mean well into the third seven shots on goal it was like 23 to 7 24 to 7 and into the third period only six shots in the first but the thing is who won the game who put the puck in the net you know, to quote to make a quote from Darcy Kemper. <laughs> the puck at the back of the net, that type of thing. Um, you knew the Wild were in good were in good standing though when you had a you had a penalty, that's the bad part. But then Koivu and Granlund connect on a spectacular play. I mean, this is something else on the shorthanded uh, the Wild force the turnover. Koivu does the pull does does the uh, plug and pull. It's just a spectacular move on the on the Dallas defender. For, and then pushes the puck forward to Granlund, who finishes on his first goal of the season. And it was a beauty. A nice move past Kerry Lennon, who was in net and wasn't really on his game spectacularly, though he, he didn't, I mean, he didn't face a whole lot of shots, so definitely a save percentage very low in this one. Um, great move by Koiber though. I mean, he pulled and and put, and put the puck forward. Just made a nice move. Uh, Really, really beautiful play to put the Wild up one nothing on a shorthanded goal. I mean, Granlund is all about getting shorthanded goals. Zucker's that kind of guy as well. But Granlund, you know, because he's a great defender, great speed, and he gets his first goal of the season. He has, he's has a good number of assists already, does Granlund? But great play. Uh, Koivu on the Finns, they're working together. Nice to see them playing together <laughs> this year more than they had in the past. And it's a nice combination with uh, Granlund on the wing now freeing things up. We'll talk about that with Penny Allen, who has returned. Benny Allen has returned on the Facebook page. That'll be in segment number two, when we talk about the prospects and such. Niederreiter with a rifle shot, just perfectly placed after Coyle and Granlin setting him up. Granlin with a multi-point game, got it like that. He's got five points on the season now, does Mikhail Granlin. Coyle just continues to wrap things, uh, rack up the numbers as well. Goals and assists. He is an overall like stud right now, and I hope he continues that but Nino you know, Niederreiter rifled the puck, passed, uh Kerry Lennon's shoulder. That was nice. Eric Stahl on the power play. What a nice... <laughs> oh, man. What a nice play by Eric Stahl, though. Just a nicer move. And he also, again, another play, another puck past the shoulder of Kerry Lennon. That was awesome. Um, but I, I think the best... Well, the best goal of the night was Gremlin and Koivu. That gets... And it was the winning goal, too, if you can believe it. <laughs> Who would have thought one nothing in the first period to be the winning goal against the Dallas Stars, but it was, uh, because Dubnik was just absolutely spectacular the whole night. And the Stars were, again, not the same team they were last year. You didn't see the the explosion that they are capable of. You didn't see it, but you did see an attack. Uh, Bursky and Graevoch getting their first NHL points. Bursky, basically, you know, the old classic hockey assist, getting the puck to Zucker, who made a... Just th- this guy can pass, man. I mean, I love what what Zucker can do. He he has really become a hell of a passer. I mean, more of in the past, you saw him as a, a goal scorer. He's really added uh, this, this wrinkle to his game. It's spectacular. I mean, this guy, he is something else. Fifth assist in the season. Graevoch kind of spinning, falling, and puts it past. I mean, he had to time it just right. Kind of a one-timer type of play. In fact, it's exactly what it was. Greivak, kind of almost like a Brett Hull type of goal where he's going down to the ground <laughs> and put it past Gary Lennon And what a nice story for Tyler, Tyler Graovac who came into last season, regular season opener, made the team outright, the fourth line center coming in just like uh, Eric Zanek this season, but then again he had to wait with the whole visa situation. But Graovac, legitimate fourth line center coming into last season after leading the uh, AHL club in scoring the year before, They're getting the Iowa Wild, of course. Injured right away. Lower body injury, as they like to say. That was a drag. Big drag. And you didn't see him forever. Comes back with Iowa. Wasn't the same. Not much momentum. Was a minus the whole year. Was a definite minus in the category. And then comes into this year... Just didn't come in with a whole lot of energy. Boudreaux wasn't very happy. It looked like he was going to be the fourth line center just by default, and he wasn't. He just wasn't. And Eric X flat out beat him to that job. That was a that was a given. And even Zach Dalpe, who's still here, and he's you know he had a very good scoring chance yesterday, and unfortunately couldn't capitalize on it. Put the puck over the net. It's unfortunate. Uh, he tried to raise it past Lettinen. and it, it, I, I don't know. It's unfortunate. And uh, yeah. It's, I guess one of the reasons why he's not quite at the NHL level necessarily, but I think dolpy has been okay. Um, he's he's capable of being a fourth line center on whoever in the league. You know, and you, you you need a player on the roster that type of thing. He's good enough to fill that position, but if you have better options, and maybe Gravak can become that because Erickson X moving up, baby. He's gonna. I mean, especially if well when Holler comes back, then it gets really interesting, but. You'll see uh, maybe Ericssonek on the wing at at times as well, or even Holla on the wing. It's like Everybody's on the wing. You're going to see Stahl on the wing. We've seen it a couple of times playing with Koivu. Pretty crazy. Koil's been a center. So it's like the Wild have a trillion guys that can play center and wing, that type of situation. Uh, Even Graevach might even be on the wing, even though he's more of a natural center. But um, what a nice story. Uh, He started out the season in Iowa terribly. And this might be more for segment two, but I'll say it now as well. Started out the season terribly. It was like three, four games in. He was a minus 10, nothing going. And he scored his first goal finally. And then the night before, it's like, it just, the Iowa Wild exploded. And yes, again, I'm ahead of things. The Milwaukee Admirals, the Wild played the Milwaukee Admirals Friday night. Six goals for the Iowa wild, spectacular, six to one over the Milwaukee admirals and Greyvok had three points in that game, a goal and two assists. he was just he just or excuse me two goals and one assist, just exploded on four shots, and he finally was a plus that 's kind of annoying and you score four three goals he 's a minus he 's only a plus one. What the hell is up with that? like <laughs> Riley three assists in that game i don 't know what he 's doing down there, but I don't know. Um, and Bursky had two points, goal assist. Just an explosion of a game. Alex Tuck, very quiet down there, only adding one assist. But, again, I'm way ahead of myself. We'll, we'll come back to that in a second. But uh, a fun game. I had to mention this. And it's like, this, that's when things started to turn for the young man, uh, Graevac, and boom. I mean, very happy for him. Maybe he'll get to stick around. Parisi's going to be out for a while, from what it sounds and you're hearing, week to week. That's irritating and frustrating. It is what it is. Uh Hall has been out for a while too, and I think he's week to week as well. And damn it. Uh so you're gonna see Tyler Graevac here, especially if Hall is out, actually. Uh Bersky's more of the winger type of guy who's gonna temporarily benefit from a Parisi being out. But Bersky's also a he's a prospect. He's more of a sixth round pick, and then again Tyler Graevac's a seventh round pick, so you can't really complain about either one of them. Uh being too low, too high, whatever it is. Uh, Congratulations to both of them, at least being good at the AHL level and getting their first NHL point. That's got to feel great. Uh, Graovac was just about in tears last night considering what he'd been through the last year or so. Um, Looked like one of the beautiful sleepers in Chuck Fletcher's uh, uh, draft pick trophy case, you could say, because he doesn't have a whole lot, but this was one of them, uh, 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 along with Eric Halla and maybe the Russian guy we got as well this year. We'll talk about him some other time (laughs) when we get the time for that. Um, but man, oh man, nice little story. Congratulations, Tyler Graevach. And hopefully he can continue to take advantage of the situation here. That's how they make it. I mean, Eric Holland made it that way. You know, I mean, they all do. So <laughs> it is what it is to keep, keep it coming. Um, because Eric I can't go anywhere. I mean, I would be beyond shocked if Eric Zanek. Uh, was ultimately not on the wild. That would shock the hell out of me, and it would piss me off. Uh, look at a couple of numbers here before we jump into the uh, awards. and out, on to segment number two. Devin Dubnick, unbelievable. Five and one on the season. Save percentage ninety-five. You know that's not gonna not gonna last. But if it does, it'd be yeah, he'd be he'd be the best goalie ever. <laughs> one point four three goals against average. Just what a positive. Three shutouts already. I will. I mean, he is going to have a better season than last year because this team is not going to be inconsistent. Like they were the previous year. The injuries are something you can't control. And, of course, Parisi, again. For God's sakes, Zach injured again. Ah, oh, that really sucks. Hardcore. But uh, Devin Donut. Devin Do- That's a good nickname. Devin Donut. Yeah. Well, three donuts in a row. I mean, unbelievable. Uh, and this episode will be called Donuts. Because, well, duh. <laughs> Ryan Suter, though, 10 points already. Jason Zucker. This is why... I keep saying the Wild are not going to be a seventh, eighth wild card, te- you know, seventh, eighth seed wild card team this year because look at these people. I mean, just look how much better everybody is this year. And then you add in Eric Denek, five points in five games, who did not score yesterday, but still factored in the game. I mean, he was valuable, nice defensive plays, knocking players off the puck, uh, creating scoring chances. Eric Denek is Eric is a legitimate NHL player already. Uh, Parisi, well, he's hurt again, but hopefully he'll be back in the saddle soon. Coyle's got seven points already. I mean, just wow. Eric Stoll, that's another guy in addition to the team who was not so good the past couple of years, but he's looking like he's really regaining a lot of his form. He leads the team in goals already with four. Again, with that beautiful power play goal, you wouldn't have seen that from him last year. I mean, you're seeing a new guy here again. Zucker. I I mean, how many points did he have the last two years? Like 40 points in two years? He was not good. Boom. Look at him. Seven points already. And he is, again, showing spectacular uh, ability to uh, create for others. Uh, Wow. Uh, Chris Stewart with five points already. Brodeen hasn't been that hot. He got a couple of points early, which is nice. I mean, that's unusual for him, but his defense kind of in and out. And, of course, that breakaway intercepts, that cross-ice pass that he made was terrible. He's settled down a little bit since then, but certainly doesn't stand out at all thus far. Uh, Foleen has been really, really damn good. He doesn't factor in the scoring much, but he's been a wonderful story. He's probably going to stay on the team. Now, to be fair, Jonas Brodin is a plus seven, so he has gotten better. Uh, Zucker is a plus nine, and Foleen is a plus nine, despite the fact he only has one assist, and he finally got it the other night in Buffalo, New York. Um, Foleen, a plus nine. He's been very good, uh, very steady. That's awesome. Uh, we'll pass out the awards now. So the uh, <laughs> Mike Madonna Award, who do you think it's going to go to? <laughs> it's going to go to Zach Dalpe, for sure. Zach Dalpe is going to get the... Uh, okay, it's Devin Dubnik, Devin Donut getting two shutouts in two games, and these weren't the kind of shutouts where you only get 17 shots from a team that's basically hung over from whatever, just beat up, tired, they're not too good, hopefully they're not legitimately hung over, that would be kind of dumb, Um, that would be not, yeah, you can't really take a team seriously if they're that way, but (laughs) Uh, not that the Wild got a whole lot of shots on goal, but they executed, they took smart shots, uh, but also at the same time, their shots were blocked about 400 times by the Dallas Stars. But the ones that got through, got through legitimately, and they were great plays. Um, Devin Dubnik stopped everything that came his way the last three games, and in the wild, of <laughs> wild have outscored their opponents 12 to nothing in three games. This is one of the most beautiful three-game winning streaks you'll ever see, ever. And you see, pro- you see young guys step up, you see veterans step up, A team, a total team effort. I mean, there isn't a whole lot of situations in these past three games where you're going to say, man, that guy sucked. He really let us down, man. He's scaring me. You don't really feel that at all from hardly anybody on this roster, but Dubnik stands out above the rest so far, uh, or, well, without a doubt. In this, uh, Why am I even saying so far? But he's standing out without a doubt this season. Um, was very good in the New Jersey game. Deserved a better fate than he got. Without a doubt, he deserved a better fate. And even the St. Louis game, he wasn't that. He was kind of stinky in that one, but uh eh, you know, it was only three goals. It's just, they weren't very good. And then ever since then, he was like, enough of this. And whew, wow. Um, gotta love it. So for the James Shepard Memorial, I'll give it to Timo Polkinen and it's not piling on the guy. It's just kind of invisible. I mean, you barely even knew he was out there. I basically forgot about him. Uh, Dolpe, same thing you could kind of say, uh, kind of a bummer. Um, he hasn't been that bad, but certainly he's blown some easy scoring chances or at least he could have put in at least a better opportunity with what he had. I mean, right in front of the net and you can't even, you can't even have a shot on net. That's kind of lame. So it's kind of like those two guys. I don't know. I don't mean to pile on two guys that are kind of at the bottom there. I feel bad for him in that sense. Uh, Scandella hasn't been factoring in the scoring, but his defense has been good. We'll, We'll give him credit there. Injuries, drive us crazy and it's too bad you got Holla you had uh, but the Wild have hung on strong during that time Um, you saw Spurgeon miss quite a few games there missed four games but he was back last night and was a factor didn't score but his defense was definitely uh, definitely key to the Wild's victory so that's good injuries in a lot of ways could also be the uh, James Shepard Memorial big disappointment I almost ought to call it the AJ Thielen Memorial that guy didn't even exist but nah people know who James Shepard is at least some of you do um fun little, fun little couple games here, and hopefully it continues. Polkinen needs to show up. I, I thought he was a little better than that, but I, I, I don't know. He's certainly no Erickson eck is he? <laughs> we'll see, though. Polkinen is one of those kind of guys. He might be the classic player where... You think there's more there and there just isn't that type of thing? You know, like the Wild have had a lot of guys like that over the years where they're like the third, fourth line guy that might have a little bit of potential. Maybe there might be something there and it's just not there. Um, some of us feared that that might have been Eric Halla two years ago, but yeah, uh, well, if he could freaking stay healthy. He's missed five games already now. Um, if he can freaking stay healthy, uh, he's a legitimate at least third line center in this league. So there you go. Fun segment. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll come back. After the break, to talk about the games coming up in November, at least a week's worth of them, <laughs> and then, of course, jump into the prospects some more and talk to talk to you on Facebook and Twitter. There's a little bit going on there, so a little bit more fan interaction. Finally, so welcome back. Uh, we'll talk to you then. <laughs> Wild. Segment number two, preview a couple games, some checkup on Iowa Wild and fan interaction, so let's jump on board. Only two games to preview, if you can believe it. The schedule's getting a little, yeah, there's a lot of like uh, stretches here. Uh, November the 1st, that's obviously a little ways away. Tuesday, November the 1st, is the next game the Wild hosts the Buffalo Sabres, so we play Buffalo again. And then our first trip to Colorado isn't until Saturday, November the 5th. That's a 4-day uh, stretch there and then a 5-day stretch all the way up to Thursday November the 10th. So I'm only going to preview the two games here just because uh the schedule gets a little bit scary. You get a east uh eastern road trip. I won't call it east coast, but close, getting closer to the east coast. We'll say Pittsburgh, Philadelphia and Ottawa. So you know, significantly east of here basically. Um yeah, a little bit area before the coast, you could say. And then they have a back-to-back. They've they, they got a pretty busy schedule after that. It goes to back-to-back Philadelphia, Ottawa. That'll be interesting. And then the Wild come back to host Calgary just two days later and host Boston little home stretch. You know, it's going to be an interesting month in November. Always very key to the Wild success coming up. A game, well, the Wild should win is against the Buffalo Sabres at home, and there's no reason why I wouldn't pick them to. And after that many days of break, after a days of rest, I'm probably going to keep riding Devin Dubnik, even though you'd think maybe, maybe you might as well have him play against Buffalo, but uh, have him rest against Buffalo and then play against Colorado. But again, a four gay stretch in between there. So I'm would not be surprised if Devin Dubnik plays both of those games actually. And that to me spells good things thus far, just uh, barring some type of crazy change of events that I'd like to not imagine. Um, Tyler Innes, I thought he was a little younger than he is, so that's one thing I should mention. I I I, I get a lot of these guys mixed up, and I do apologize. Even Ryan, Ryan O'Reilly's been around. He's kind of a veteran. He's a little bit younger, but yeah, McGinnis already. Gosh, already like 27. Can't believe that. Or Tyler Innes, I just called him McGinnis. Uh I don't know. Um, Buffalo's one of those teams, you'd think they'd have more prospects at this stage, but they just don't right now. Uh, Johan Larson has three points at seven games. That's obviously the former Wild player. I always like to check up on him because... Um, all kinds of players that have busted that have busted over the course of time for them. Hudson Fashing, still nothing going on in five games for him. So, I don't know. Uh, again, they would figure if he scores his first goal of the season against the Wild. But, I don't know. The way Dubnik is playing, I don't know who's going to score for Buffalo. I, you can't really pick a shutout, though. That's kind of crazy. Uh, Anders Nielsen actually has ha- been having a very good season even though well, him and Robert and Lehner so far basically have been a, a platoon. Lehner's really been struggling three goals against... The, to think the Wilds scored four goals against Nielsen and his goals against average is 1.95. That's extremely impressive. I mean, that's not much worse than Dubnik. He even has a shoot, uh, shutout so far this year. Kyle Loposo, one of the better players on the team. Matt Molson still leads the way with four goals, believe it or not. Uh, Sam Reinhardt is actually the top prospect right now on the Buffalo Sabres uh, lineup. At this stage, four points on the season. Um regardless, we we just played them. We should beat them at home. The Wild are undefeated at home, they've been fantastic there. I'll go with a three to one victory for the Wild in this one. I'm sure the Wild will get outshot again, like they always do, but maybe it'll be a little better this time around. Maybe it Boudreaux going to say, "Hey, let's get a couple more shots on net." That would be great. But the Wild will win three to one, in, of course, you know, obviously, a regulation victory. You'll never really get the vibe like the Wild are going to lose unless maybe Buffalo scores early, but then the Wild will end up winning the game three to one. Most likely guy to score in this one. Charlie Coyle. I'll go with Charlie Coyle for that game. Um, And then, of course, Saturday, November the 5th, the Colorado Avalanche. The hated Avalanche. How are they doing? Hmm, I don't want to know. They suck, right? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) No, Colorado is one of those teams. They're always kind of hanging around. Uh, Patrick Waugh, obviously, no longer there. So, that's kind of interesting to see how things will start with that one. A lot of the same suspects, you know, the usual suspects, as we like to say in the in the business, uh, Colorado Avalanche. Matt Duchesne leading the way right now with seven points in seven games. Good for him. Colorado's not played as many games as other teams. That's kind of been going on for a while. Eric Johnson, four assists. He's their top defenseman. Of course, the former Gober, number one overall pick, Nathan McKinnon. One goal, five assists so far for him. Well, I mean, Nathan McKinnon's always a threat. Matt Duchesne's the best player on the team. Um where's the guy? Landis Gogg, of course, always looking to start something in the past. I don't think Boudreaux is going to allow this team to respond to that guy. And if we do, we do. Um, it is what it is, but it probably won't be too much. Maybe you'll see Chris Stewart beat him up or uh, or uh, Zach Dalby, somebody like that might start a fight with him. Uh, or not start a fight, but in, uh, get into the fight with him. I'm sure Landis Gogg will be the guy initiating things. Um, nothing special about the Avalanche so far. I mean, they're not doing that great. Uh you know, they're fourth place in the division. They do have a 4 and 3 record, so good for them, I guess. They're they're not doing that bad. Varlamov so far this season, 2.82 goals against average. That's not that good. He does have a shutout. He's faced a lot of shots, so of course with that 91%age, save percentage, 90% save percentage, does have a shutout on the year, but the goals against average kind of not the best. And uh Kelvin Picard well, his numbers are a little better. I mean, 2.49, save percentage about the same, slightly better. Um, doesn't have a shutout. So, I mean, Varlamov has had a up-and-down history against the Wild. He's a decent goalie. He's talented. Calvin Picard's one of those backups that, you know, I mean, you don't really hear about him much, but he's, he's well, he's staring all right so far, so good for him overall. Uh, this is in Colorado. The Wilds' history there is all over the place. Um, not, I, I don't even know where to go with this one. But I do know who's the most likely guy to score a goal in it because, I don't know, I go with it every time and he has a good history against them. And that would be <laughs> that would be uh, Nino Niederreiter. I mean, I'm going to go with him. Um, Picard was taken by the Avalanche in the second round in, in uh, with the 49th overall pick back in 2010. A younger guy, so who knows? I mean, a fairly high pick. Nice little prospect for Colorado. Uh, Verlamov, he, he he's all right. He's hot and cold. He started his career really well. And he's had his moments. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. It's hard to believe Patrick was actually no, no longer the head coach. It's kind of weird, kind of surprising. Um, but he just stepped down. He couldn't. He just didn't want to be there anymore. Just uh, that was kind of it for M. R. Lama. I was four years older, by the way, than Picard. Not quite spelled the same as Captain Jean Luc Picard, but <laughs> you get the idea there. You know, an- another game. Obviously, this is the team you should beat. But, you know, it's a division rival. There's all this history back and forth with each other. It's been fantastic. You had the playoff series, all that good stuff. You've had a lot of back and forth matchups. I mean, if if the wild, I I, I don't know. I mean, I I think the Wilds' win streak is more likely to end on that Eastern road trip. I got to go with two wins again. And I'm sorry if that might annoy some people out there a little bit. It's going to be one of those weird games, I think. I think Colorado's definitely not going to be shut out by Dubnik, and if they are, I'd be beyond shocked. Because I remember Kemper, a couple of years ago, shut out Colorado in back-to-back games to start off the season. That was awesome. But then again, we all know what happened with Kemper later on that year. That's why Devin Dubnick's on the roster in the first place, if you know what I'm saying there, a couple years ago. Um, I don't expect a shutout against Colorado. I just don't. Um, and if he gets it, if he keeps this going, I mean, good Lord, why couldn't you do this in a playoff series instead? You know, or in the Stanley Cup Finals. You know, something like that. Or final, as they like to say. Ah, boy. This is going to be one of those really close ones, I think. I'm going go to go 3-2 to in Minnesota. They're going to win the game. It's going to be a lot of crap going on. It might even be higher scoring like 4 to 3. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the save. Well, yeah, since I mean the Wild's offense has been so good, I'll go with 4 to 3. It's going to be one of those games where you're frustrated throwing throwing remote controllers at the TV or whatever the heck it is. Maybe just a pillow, I don't know, or bricks. Whatever you want to do or taking slap shots at the television. That might not be a good idea, but you get the idea. Um 4-3 victory for the Wild. One of those frustrating divisional games. There's going to be a lot of fighting, a lot of uh, chippy crap, stuff like that. It, it, it's an annoying matchup, um, but the Wild will pull it out 4-3. to three. Most likely, guy to score in the game need a rider. Hopefully, Eric Holler comes back one of these days. We could really use him against Colorado. Uh, Grandlin is another guy that's always played well against the Colorado Avalanche. Hopefully, he can show up and, and do that on that night. 4-3 victory for the Wild. Um... It is what it is. Frustrating battle, frustrating type of matchup. Even though they're not that good, but at the same time, um, they just they they know us well. They know our smell. You know that whole thing, So it, it is what it is. Four to three victory for the Minnesota Wild in a frustrating but victorious game in Colorado. In my humble opinion, and then you head to the East Coast or East Eastern area. It's not quite the coast, and it gets. A little bit tougher, in my humble opinion. Let's check in on the Iowa Wild. I mentioned that six-goal game the other night. That was awesome. Um, two assists for Gustav Olsen, who had done a whole lot of nothing for a while. There, Mike Riley, three assists. It's just cool to see. And it's funny, Mike Riley, who obviously is more likely considered... Uh, Minnesota Wild than an Iowa Wild. He's leading the team in scoring in only four games with six assists, just dominating down there. It'll be nice to see Riley start to rack up some points at the NHL level soon, hopefully. Alex Chuck, only four assists so far down there. Uh, Sam Anas finally adding another goal along the way. Um, he's got two goals and one assist so far down there in five games. He He got bit by the injury bug for a little bit. Olofsson, again, getting two assists. That's nice to see. He's now up to three points for the year. Um, Schrader, four goals, six points total. He's definitely, he, he's he's the best overall player so far on that roster, but he's played eight, uh, the entire eight games. It was nice to see the little flourish from Tyler Gravach, and that's one of the reasons he's up here instead of Jordan Schrader, I suppose, and Mercy. They've kind of seen enough from Schrader. I get the vibe, and, I'm you know, you're getting a vibe. There's a little frustration going on with uh, Schrader in the organization. Uh, Adam Gilmore also is well. His first full type of season, he played only a couple of games late last year when the Wild signed him out of Boston College. He's got a nice. He's there's some possibility with him uh, making the NHL roster at some point. He's a former fourth round pick, but he's already performing at the AHL level. Nice little playmaker for the Wild. Definite difference in in the net though between Steve Michalek. Who did i thought did a really good job last year despite running into a couple running into a wall for a little while but for the most part he was pretty good down there at the aHL level moving up from the uh from the from the mallards there um the quad city mallards uh he he's three and0 so far and he was in net in that victorious game there of course. <laughs> How can you lose with a six-goal performance? But he only gave up one. Two point three seven goals against average. Save percentage ninety-three. Alex Daylock really not good. One for uh, one win, four losses. Four point two eight goals against average. He's not been doing well. Eighty-seven percent save percentage. Daylock struggling down there in Iowa. The Wild, uh, the Iowa Wild, that is, are four and four. So better than last year. They won a couple games in a row. They won on Saturday night also against the Milwaukee Admirals. Three to two victory. Another win. Stephen Mahalak, He has been very strong and good for him. Uh, keep it up. <laughs> it's very, very encouraging. Uh, Adam Vay was actually the, the backup goalie on the night. Uh, Staylock struggling down there and it's too bad. Hopefully he can kind of get things together again because a lot of people may have saw Alex Staylock as the guy who will ultimately replace Kemper as the backup goalie if the Wild give up on Kemper. They trade him or they send him to maybe they get so frustrated with him they send him down to Iowa. And then things get really interesting at that stage. But um, if if anybody comes up from Iowa to be the backup goalie, I think it's Steve McCulloch. Uh, of course, he's a former draft pick as well. So he, he is a prospect in the system. So it does count. He's, he's fairly young, too. He's not exactly like 25, 26, 27. He's, he's a young guy. So nice future there. Nice hopes there. Steve McCulloch stepping up down at the AHL level. And nice to see a lot of the the, uh, the prospects Stepping up to the plate down there. That's that's good to see indeed. So we'll check in with the the fan interaction Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash brave the wild. Facebook.com forward slash brave the wild for the for the Facebook page. Simply go there and click like for the Twitter account. It's at Brave the Wild, and all this information will be in the show description on iTunes, Stitcher, Double Twist, and also on thesportstuff.com, of course. So there it is. Uh when it comes to the Twitter account, it's mostly just follows and likes and, and all that stuff. and a, a retweet from Vince Germano. It's Lakers, Pies, and Browns. That's cool. <laughs> Thank you very much for the retweet. Really appreciate it. And sometimes uh, Tanae Brown, also out of New Zealand, retweets as well. Thank you for that very much all of you out there for the retweeting. Thank you Vince in, in this case uh, and for the likes and for the new followers out there who are hockey fans. That's good to know. Nice to know. I got some new people jumping on board. For the Facebook page, wherever that is, right? (laughs) Again, please go there, click like. There is a phone in line. It is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in to Brave the Wild and do your statement, shout out, comment, question, whatever it is, you'll be on the air with me. Um, for those of you that are overseas, there's multiple ways to get on board as well. See, like the other number, you can just call that from your cell phone and you're good to go if you're in the the United States, of course, like Minnesota or wherever. Um, but those of you that might be that are international, multiple ways to get on board. There's the call now button right on the Facebook page. It goes through Facebook messenger. So you could be from anywhere and it goes straight to the line and treat it the same way as such. There's also the audio submission route which you use your voice recorder on any smart device on the planet, you know, smartphone, smart tablet, whatever the heck it is, and just record it for a minute and then email it to live at yahoo.com, live at yahoo.com. You could even make it two minutes. This show's, this show would really like uh, to hear somebody's voice on it at some point. Um, Mike Good from locally here in Litchfield, he's a goalie and he says, go wild. And he joined the page recently. So welcome aboard my good. Nice picture there with him, uh, wearing a Devin Dubnik jersey. No, that's not Dubnik. That's Backstrom. Pardon me. <laughs> I'm going crazy. Sorry, number 32. I'm losing my mind. Dubnik's number 40. Uh, and he's in his goalie jersey and goalie pads and all that good stuff, so hopefully he's doing well. Uh, Benny Allen out of Australia says, do you think the Wild will keep uh, Erickson Eck after the nine games? Looking like he is a good fit for the team. And yes, uh, I do believe jo- Yule, I almost did it again, Yule Erickson Eck will be on the roster for the remainder of the season and for a, a, a long time. I mean, if there's ever a time he has to get sent down to the AHL, that would be it. I, I don't think he's going to be going back to Sweden, to the Swiss League. I think he'll be here, and we're going to be enjoying it. We're going to be enjoying it indeed. Uh, I'm very happy. Uh, talk is that the Edmonton Oilers really did want him in the past during that draft, but they, weren't, they didn't have a pick at the time and they were unable to work out a trade. So... Good on the Wild for taking Erickson Ack. Looks like a wonderful, wonderful pick. Uh, he's he's ahead of Alex Tuck, who was taken a year before him. And, of course, 13, when the Wild did not have a draft pick. That went for uh, Jason Pominville. And then in 2012, you got Matt Tamba who's on the roster and doing well for the most part. He's He's got that big, powerful shot on the power play. A little inconsistent defensively, but again, that, that powerful shot is very helpful. It, it creates rebounds. And, of course, you can go past the goalie as well. Really appreciate what Matt Dumba has been in 11 as Brodine. See, now I'm going back and then Granlin is 10. You can go on forever there. Kuma. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even want to think about that. Letty was 09. Kuma was 08. Yeah, I'm going back forever there. But, um, yeah. <laughs> you can go back forever with it. But, um, Eck, I mean, He is is ahead of the curve, and it is a wonderful thing. I'm very happy. Five points in five games. And then that's with not getting any points last night. But again, even when he doesn't score so many times, he'll regain the puck. In in those little battles, he'll he'll make the, he, he'll force a turnover or he'll just get the puck back. Simply simply stated, or he'll create a nice scoring chance that maybe just that time around did not work out. Benny Allen continuing saying in Granlin on the wing is so much better than that short. It was so much better that short hander was a thing of beauty, and I completely agree, Benny. And thank you very much for your involvement with the show. Uh, Boudreau has been the perfect fit for the team, not afraid to do anything, and having Granlin on the wing, it, yeah, it's a great idea frees him up and now he has more energy than ever and that's a huge key and you're going to see see erickson even play some wing you've seen stall play some wing it's all over the place just see coil at center for a couple for like a shift it's all over the place and if it's working it's working so why the heck uh why the heck change it very cool uh why the heck uh stop stop what you're doing is what i should say really, really happy with the progress of this team and I think they will remain in first place into the next episode at the very least and then uh, St. Louis is rebreathing breathing down the Wilds back at this stage, so <laughs> don't be surprised with that of course, and Chicago is going to be right there Dallas will pick it up one of these days but we, we hope they don't <laughs> so, it, it, you know, that, that West that Eastern road trip will be uh, a huge test for this team going into the next, uh, we'll be talking about that on the next episode though and previewing those games, or we might be catch playing catch up with that, depending on how my schedule goes. So, until then, I want to wish all of you a wonderful, uh happy Halloween. So we're saying that again: be safe, be smart, use common sense, all that. Uh, unfortunately, no hockey for for a few days, and then a, some big breaks that and uh, that and such. So, I guess keep up with the Timberwolves and the Vikings, I guess, if you're able to. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like the Chicago Cubs are going to win the World Series, so that kind of sucks. Um, But who knows? Maybe they'll pull off the great comeback that the Cleveland Cavaliers did. Maybe they'll be uh, like the anti-Cleveland, if you know what I mean, this time around. They'll be a uh, Chicago's version of it. So who who knows what's going to happen? Thank you all again for listening. Do tell your friends. Please rate Brave the Wild on iTunes. It would be greatly appreciated. I'll give you a shout-out on the show and a big fat thank you because it's really, really helpful to potential listeners of the show. So thanks again for your time and for your dedication, and for your involvement on the show. Until next time, do take care.